Hey guys, it's been a real long while since we've had a Theory Crafting Roundtable podcast. Um, I'm Artesians, your host as normal, and today I'm joined by Ten Ten. Hi. Oh, am I supposed to say hi? Hi. Reens. Hello there. Amelia Abyss. Hi. And Azel. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Today we're going to be kind of recapping um, since we've been gone for quite a while. So the sketching um, impact while we were gone. Genshin Impact yeah, has gone, we gone quite for a while. <laughs> while we were gone, Genshin Impact was also gone. Ayako was there though. Um, Yelan came out, and we have a new banner about to show up. Um, okay, so we'll be chatting about that and anywhere the conversation leads us. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about Aka last time already, right? So we can just go straight into the hot topic, which is Yelan. Ooh. It's quite interesting, not in the way that a lot of people think, which is, I don't know if she's necessarily a Sinchu's upgrade or a replacement, but uh, she turned out to be, I think, quite good with the double hydro setup. I think she's really good. Uh, I think it's misleading that, like, people will assume that she's like Sinchu. But, like, the way she functions in a team, like, her dynamic in a team composition is just fundamentally different. Oh, hmm. God. I, I drowned it 10 seconds into the broadcast. How come I drown every single time? Anyway. Skill issue. Oh, how's this? Is this better? Yeah, I think that's yeah, slightly that's... better. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I think she's, like, a lot of people just look at her as a Sing replacement <laughs> because they do like similar thing. But like when when even if she's a Sing replacement, then you have to ask a lot of different questions. It's like, how much is she really better than Sing if at all? And even if she is, is it worth it to pull a five star character just to replace Sing And now while it is true that a lot of people like to say like, oh, having two Sing is good. Nowadays there's so many Hydro characters that you can use anyway that you don't necessarily two Sing or even the original Sing I know, for example, a lot of people, including myself, might not even use the original Sinkchus anymore just because they already have a better Hydro unit replacement, like either Child for their national team, or like a Kokomi or Mona for their like Freeze team, or like um, Ayato for their Taser team, for example. So it decreases the, oh, I need to roll Yelin because she is the second Sinkchus and I really need that. That argument like has been overall decreased a lot, I think. I think that's fair, yeah. I mean, we just got a slate of so many pretty good Hydro units. We got Ayato, we got Kokomi, um, and then I guess now we have Yellen, but I, think I, I definitely think that's fair. That way, yeah. I think if yeah, you the frame Hydro it that way, I would agree. Like, yeah, if you have all of the other 5-star Hydro units, why do you want another one? But I think a lot of people still were hesitant to pull on Kokomi, who is a Hydro healer, and we didn't mm. find out that she was very good until quite late. Um, people don't really like Child if they don't like to manage their rotations very well. And Ayato is fairly lukewarm, but I'm not positive that a ton of people really were super excited for him. And here comes Yelan, who mirrors what a lot of people would consider the best, one of the best units in the game, right? Xingqiu is very consistently in the top three of everyone's ranking considerations, right? Who else really compares? It's Bennett, Kazuha, sometimes Sucrose, Venti, Raiden. Like, these are the types of units that show up at the very top, and here comes Yulan, who's 
pretty much a clone. And also works really well with Shingcho. Um, I think depending on how you phrase it or look at it, her value for your account will go up and down. Um, but I would never ever say that Yelana's bad, ever. Yep, I think that's fair. Um, and I think expanding a bit upon the point about how, yeah, there are a lot of other Hydro units. It, do it definitely does depend, I guess, in the level of recommendation based on how long you've been playing of your account specifically. Um, because we can say things like, yeah, if you have Ayato, Kokomi, or you've at least rolled on like one of them, then yeah, Yellen will probably have a bit less value, but maybe you just didn't roll on any of them because you're a new player or you just didn't like any of them. Um, I mean, I don't have Kokomi, I don't have Ayato. I, I just rolled Yellen yesterday on accident. Uh, so it, it really is account specific. And that's something that like people should take into account whenever we're talking about recommendations on pulling a character or whatever. It's never universal. It's always like, you can take our word to some degree, but take it with a grain of salt and use like our reasoning behind why units are good to make evaluations of why they're good for your own accounts or why they might not be good for your own accounts. I would probably recommend Yelan. Um mainly on the grounds of like double hydro is just so good uh yelan and singcho uh i probably wouldn't sell her as like a singcho clone i feel like that doesn't really showcase what she's exceptionally good at and what she's really good at is like her along singcho she she just makes so many different teams viable i mean yeah, as long as your character can rock yeah yeah the double hydro archetype that came out from that um, it's pretty interesting. You see that just demolishing like single target situations. And I think we're going to see more of that going forward. Um, I just think it's the importance of her just being the straight off field character that Jing Cho is as well as pretty important with the exception of Kakomi, the others, Ayato, like Child, and even to a lesser extent, Mona because of her Hydro app. They're not the greatest on field. I mean, off field. So you're not going to just get that level of Hydro application from any of them. I mean, there's a reason why teams like Goro, Sinxiao, uh, Yellen, Kazuo work. Like, just toss in any random driver as your fourth, and as long as they're like half decent at proccing Yellen and Sinxiao's rain swords, like it's gonna be a team that can clear this pretty comfortably. It's just so much damage that Sinxiao and Yellen deal uh, when together off field. So yeah, it, it's definitely like, it's definitely something that people tend to not see that often i think um and some people i know are like praising double hydro a lot but i've also seen a lot of people in the community just saying you should think of her as a singtail replacement and yeah they do the same thing uh to some degree they share a lot of the same attributes i don't think there's any denying that they're very similar characters but they are they do have their differences and uh it's kind of like a kaya rosaria situation to some degree i think that kaya and rosaria are definitely more similar than singtail and yellen are but, I'm calling it now. Yeah. Double Hydro is going to be the next national. Yeah. You're just going to say so. double, yeah, exactly. double Hydro everything. Hydration. Like, like, maybe it's a hot take. I think Elon is underrated. I think she's even better than we're making her out to be. You think she's mm. underrated? Whoa. Okay, now that's a hot thing. Because, mm. like, okay, if we look at how Elon and Sing Cho work together, like, several of us in this podcast have already, like, made the comparison. 
of Yelon and Saint Cho to Shangling and Bennett. And like that pair in Pyro is like unignorable. Like everybody wants to use it because it's so easy to slot into just any team and make it work. And I think we're, we just have that in Hydro, just a different flavor. Hmm. Yeah. I think as soon as we get like better drivers or units that are just exceptional at driving and kind of excel at it, um, <laughs> the value of double hydro is certainly going to be really high, right? So you're to kind of backtrack this conversation again, like we can go on about the Xingqiu comparison, right? So to start off, how are they different? Yon versus Sinto. One has yeah. Booba. That's true. Um, I think like there are a couple main differences. Uh, the first, of course, being that Sinto has better hydro application because he has hydro application on his orbitals, and you have the two-two-one reset thing with uh, C six, where. Every uh, three waves, Sinxiao will apply two instances of Hydro instead of one, which allows you to reset any kind of Pyro uh, that you might have gained, whether it be through like Hu Tao's Blood Blossoms or uh, from Xiangling or from whatever. But uh, Sinxiao has that at C6, Yellen does not have that at C0. So uh, that's like the first major difference. And the second major difference is just survivability. And I think that survivability is something that a lot of people tend to underrate with Sinxiao because they just look at, oh, he has heals um, and the heals are tiny, so it doesn't really matter that much. But a lot of the like nice things about Sinxiao, I think, is not just the heals, it's the damage reduction because damage reduction stacks with shields. Uh, so if you have like damage reduction, a 50% damage reduction, you're getting like a much, much stronger shield. You look at some of the shield calcs out there for how strong Sinxiao makes your shields if you're like running Zhongli or something. It's actually insane. Tensing you're gonna drown. Uh, but I have you looked at something like um Zhongli shield plus Sinxiao damage reduction? It's like a hundred thousand health. It's pretty insane. Well, I think that might be with Beto or something. Um, but it's insane. Yeah. So the the damage reduction is definitely an underrated portion. Um and there are more things, but I'll let y'all talk about that. I mean, people don't realize the dam how good the damage reduction is until they take away Sing Juice and realize they just get one-shotted. Even on Raiden National, for example. Yeah. A lot of people think like, oh, you can just face tank everything on Raiden National thanks to the Bennett buff or Bennett Elemental Burst. And while that is one of the factor, uh, a just as important factor is the Sing Juice damage reduction keeping you alive so that you can get the healing from Bennett Elemental Burst. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of for a lot of player, once you replace if you attempt to replace uh, Sing Chu's with Yelin in Raiden National, you might find yourself a lot more vulnerable to damage suddenly, and you might actually potentially even die on your Raiden. Well, yeah, you that's irrelevant for you because you die it. anyways. Yeah, if you consider the math behind it, it's basically effective HP. It's like Yelin C4, except your heals are also affected, your shields are also affected. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, it's very strong. Uh, I don't think it's something to be underestimated. Because, like, Sinxio just makes things comfy to play, honestly. And I think a lot of the end game for Genshin at this point, at least, like, from my perspective, and I'm a person who's been playing since day one, so yeah, I have a, pers like, a biased perspective if 
you start halfway through, you probably don't agree with me, but the game's pretty easy to clear at this point as long as I can build teams. I to disagree. And, and you're bad, so you don't count. But anyways, <laughs> if you if you can like build teams to some degree, it's relatively easy to clear. So it's a lot of it is just about does this character make my clears more comfortable? Do they make it easier? Um, and Cynthia does that. I love how your chat is just spamming based. They know I'm right. I, I actually, I'm not really, I've never been a huge fan of the, the game is too easy at this point because there's always someone out there who doesn't find the game easy. In fact, like I always say this, but there are a lot of players who doesn't furry six star abyss and only like either sell out or furry free star or just attempt it. So if the game yeah, is yeah. truly easy, then everyone will be getting furry six star left and right. right? Yeah, but, I'm aware that like the game isn't easy to beat a lot of people. I'm just saying for me, yeah. at my investment level, for me, yeah. what I care about. But a lot of people comfort. like always talk about, oh, the game is easy. Who care about meta? But you have to realize like everyone's situation is different. And so mm -hmm. it, while some of our content might not serve you anymore because the game is too easy for you, it might serve other people. In fact, I think recently on Twitter, uh, the voice actor for Raiden Shogun just 36 started her Abyss for the first time after so long. And to be fair, this Abyss is even easier than the previous one. So you can see like some people are just getting their first 36 star even just now. Yeah, definitely. I think we should always be making recommendations based on like holistic views of things, not like, yeah, the game's getting older, but like certainly there's don't worry. people that are playing, people yeah, play consistently. The start, they don't the always pull on like efficient banners, right? Um, and there, there's too many factors, right, to really account for. I think to backtrack again to Xing Cho, I think another thing that people kind of miss out on is that he's very, very, very strong with his constellations, right? Um, Pool-wise, C6 is like, what, roughly around a C2 character, right? And when you compare like C2 Yulan to C6 Xingqiu, their, their niches start to overlap even more, specifically um, for enabling pyro carries. But um, another thing that people kind of forget about Xingqiu is that he's very, very self like battering self-reliant he doesn't really need anything um to like make him work you just give him enough energy recharge either a favonia sword or a, a sacrificial sword and you just go um on top of that we didn't mention that he gives interruption resistance which is something that drivers direly like so yeah he's no matter like what happens, you know, Xingqiu, no matter what or how we evaluate Yilan, Xingqiu's value is always going to be there, right? Just like how we would evaluate Kazuha as a really good unit, Sucrose is still very good. <laughs> you know, oh, by the way, something I want to call, uh, is I think a lot of people have a certain misconception about, uh, Yilan, for example, um, uh, a lot of people think like a character that attack faster can proc more hit on her so it do more damage but I don't, it doesn't actually work that way even with seeing shields there's actually a cooldown between each hit so as long as you're attacking fast enough your amount of is it rain sword for yolong or what is it called is it rain sword for seeing shields whatever uh, that verse is exquisite throw. throw how do you guys know yeah. that okay but we have the yon guide right the the whatever <laughs> I wrote the guide. 
the the whatever thing come out from uh Yolan and Sing Chus are always gonna come out in the same interval and you always get the same amount. So whatever can... comes out of Yolan and Sing Chus. Okay, okay, yeah, but I think because I seen this misconception passing around that it's like, oh Yomiya attacks so fast, she's so much better at proccing Yolan and Sing Chus burst. And that is like true to some extent, but it's also like not really true. It really more depends on the interval of attacks, because some characters like have Beido. very good intervals. Like you wouldn't think it, but the Luke N2, he procs it on both hits, so you could just do N2 dash, N2 dash, and you will get procs on every single yeah. hit. It's not when you initiate a normal attack. They both use that buffer system where as long as you're within the animation of like an attack, um, it'll count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I think that one other thing about Yellen versus Xingqiu. No, we're going back to this again. No, I think it's important uh, to address it, yeah. though. I think it's the most yeah, important yeah. thing. One thing that's important to realize, I think, is that... Um, Yellen, you can technically play her on a shorter rotation than you can with Xingqiu if you do one E per rotation. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's recommendable in a lot of scenarios, but it theoretically can be done, and it definitely can be better. Because you can reduce like a rotation that takes typically 21-22 seconds with Xingqiu down to one that takes 18 with Yellen. If you just use her E once per rotation, run her on Fab or something. Um, that's like in addition to the fact that she's just got her A4 buff that gives you just damage percent, which is very, very nice. Uh, but those are both ways that you can theoretically increase your damage per second for your team. Because if you're on short rotation, then you deal more DPS if you keep the damage consistent. I think it's worth highlighting the ramping buff that mm -hmm. Elon gives up because, man, like, you don't really expect it to feel as good as it does when you're actually playing her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 50%. It's pretty massive. Like, if you dump an Ayaka burst at the end of, uh, at the end of the, the buff from the burst, it's... That's just a straight up fifty percent buff to your. Right, well, not necessarily because it doesn't snapshot whatever. Yes, but it like it's a big buff. <laughs> Backloading the most powerful stuff for the end of her burst is is very cool, and I recommend doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone's really explored that, like calc wise. I mentioned it like when she came out. Like, someone really should test this, right? Like, you could. I mean, there's there are certain very optimizations to do, it, to do right? in rotations compared to a Zhengzhou like rotation, you won't basically do the same thing because sometimes you wa do want to put Yellen earlier on just so you do get that ramp earlier. No. I do I mean, that when it, I pair on rotations, yeah. In their differences, like between Yellen and Zhengzhou, there's definitely strengths to put into Yellen's um, corner. Yeah, she does lose the healing, she loses the damage resistance, she loses the... Um, interruption resistance and she she has to be on field more if you want to use her e twice um the good things about her obviously the a4 bonus but on top of that she's very much more flexible than xingqiu in the sense that you can apply hydro with her just by aim shot right her exquisite her, her barb, break break her barb. Her, yeah. yeah, her barb lets her lets theory crafters think of rotations that typically wouldn't be able to be accessible to a Xingqiu. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's 
That's a thing that's just for Diluc though that we found so far, right? Or is there any other uh, characters we were, we that were that applies to that? Like for uh, like instructor Jean Lee, for example, if you just start. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I guess there's, like, small things that it enables, which is pretty nice. Um, I think there's also something to be said. I know that, like, Theory Crafters, we generally don't target whales, but Yala does get a lot better through whaling. So if you want a whale for yeah. her... <laughs> yeah. Especially C1 and C2. Um, C1 and yeah, C2 are so good. Early you guys need to. You guys need to. Oh, you guys need not to be people so much more. Mad. Yeah. You guys she have does. to that so much more than this. Okay, you're talking about a unit that already is hyped up to be like the next Shingcho, and then you're just saying whale on it. Just Ben. I'm not saying you should whale. More responsible. If you are a whale, pro. you benefit a lot. Mad. But I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Anti-whale time. Don't roll for Aqua Simulacra. For yeah, Yama, I, would, I like C1 more than Aqua. Yeah. Yeah, I need to redeem I myself. I can that one when Fab exists. Yeah. I mean, that's something yeah. important to talk about for Yellen as well, because she doesn't scale off of attack. Base attack of weapons just don't matter to her. So you can just, like, throw, like, low base attack weapons, and she won't care. She only cares about the substat. So... Fab, which is uh, 454 base, she's like, okay, fine, I don't care. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely makes her relatively like weird, I guess, in terms of what weapons she wants because like she doesn't care about like Skyward Harp. She cares about Favonius and like like whatever recurve bow or slingshot. I don't remember the weapon calc saying yeah, but um, like Raven bow, yeah. slingshot, they're all competitive or beat most of the five-star weapon options mm -hmm. for Yalon. Like, the only five-star weapon options I would recommend for Yalon are either her signature or Elegy. But, like, Elegy is just so good. I don't know if I would pass that up if you had to choose between that or Aqua. Mm -hmm. I think so far all the Elegy banners really good. We have Homo banner of Elegy, and then I think the original Elegy banner was with Freedom Sword. So. No, the original Elegy was with... Um... Shit, I don't remember. I, I don't remember anymore. Yeah. But I, I remember it wasn't with Freedom Sworn. Because I rolled Freedom Sworn. No, Elegy happened in 1.4, I believe, in the Wind Bloom mm -hmm. Which was before it That came was out. Eula. It was like right before Eula. Oh, Brook and Pine. And then, no, it wasn't Pines. Yeah. And then after Elegy was Broken Pines, and then after Broken Pines with Kazuha and Freedom Sworn. Hmm. A long time ago. I don't remember the first allergy banner being good. I can't because I didn't it get it. An alley hunt and alley flash on it. So it was pretty good, but I think it ran at the same time as the first Venti rerun. Oh, that's why it had a Skyward Blade as its second choice. Oh, of course. Yeah, I knew it was Skyward. Oh, never mind. That's bad. Oh my god. Well, and then the next time it was rerun, it was Gepatsu Fukuharan, Ayato's mm -hmm. weapon, so not too long ago. Uh, when we're on the Singchus versus Yulin question, there's always another like dramatic hot take that people like to drop, and so I would like to like ask that clarify. And that is Yulin doing more damage than Singchus. Uh, Since now we have to count. Well, at, C, at C0, it's, that's not true. Yep. It, 
Yeah. A C0 is pretty close. A C0, yeah. a C0 Yelin is very close to damage uh, as a C16 shield. As far as I know, sometimes it might be more, something like a bit less, depending on the team buff that you have. Because um, something that a lot of people doesn't realize is uh, attack buff that are uh, like your pyro resonance or like your noblest are still going to affect your sync shields and therefore further buff his damage, but it doesn't buff Yelin. Uh, but in general, yeah. I would say like. I wouldn't say she does more damage, but I would say she does equal damage as a C16 chose SC0. I think mean, that's the most fair statement to put it out there. So I just want to clarify, oh, I'm going to die. Like, I don't know. My take is like the damage between Yolan and Sincho is like pretty comparable C0 to C6, uh, but she also buffs your team. So yep. So that makes like her a, win out. Well, yeah. So it's like a trade-off between utility versus uh, damage. Oh, sorry, the buff. Uh, so like, do you rather have the A4 buff? Like, do you have a character that can utilize it really well? Like, uh, a certain character doesn't utilize it well, right? Like, Sucrose, uh, if you put Yelin in Sucrose Taser, then Sucrose doesn't really take advantage of the A4 buff. Uh, where the utility from Singshu's is much more preferred. But you're playing other characters like Hu Tao, and maybe you're already running a Zhongli, so you don't really care about the Singshu's utility, then you could prefer to run uh, Yelin, maybe. I uh, think the fact that Yelin's A4 allows her to drive herself effectively is worth mentioning. On field, Yalan Sasuke. I don't on think field. like her normal attacks don't do damage, but like her, her giving herself the buffs for her uh, dice, I think that's important. Can we talk about how her normal attack doesn't scale with HP, by the way? So it's actually worthless. In case yeah, it, the normal attacks are completely worthless. <laughs> in but in there case are anyone doesn't know, <laughs> yeah, her normal attack doesn't scale with HP. So if you ever put her on field, her normal attack is actually worthless and it hit wet noodle because it doesn't scale. If anyone is curious. <laughs> What if I just build ADC on Yellen? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah, man. Just go um, two piece pale flame, two piece blood stained. Yellen build. Let's go. Let's exactly. go. I think yeah. that it is worth at least talking a little bit about how she scales. Right, her E fully scales with max HP. Her dice scales with HP. Her A one gives her more HP. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a mixed bag, the HP scaling. Yeah. I mean, like the, we've the said, the only it, stats she cares yeah. about are crit, ER, and HP percent. That's it. Nothing else. I think I think it's really nice. Uh, and I also think that, like, this is going to set a trend for, like, future character designs. Because, like, Yelan is one of the few characters who basically exclusively scales off of HP instead of converting it into attack. Wait, like what about, her what, what about her normal attack? Yeah, using Yell's normal, normal attacks. Attack. Good joke. <laughs> normal attacks don't they don't exist. They don't exist. She can't do them. If in, you hit the attack in, button, nothing happens. Yeah, I think uh, on one converting hand, like, and scaling is different. Yeah, it is but, different uh, because uh, on one hand you have things like like you want I don't know if you want more characters like this per se. Um, because you can always end up in a situation where, like, okay, well, Goro is literally the only buffer for, like, this entire class of characters, right? And Goro is completely worthless everywhere else, right? So, in a game where, like, shit is gonna start scaling with, like, HP, shit scales with EM, shit scales with defense, like, it's, it's a lot, right? I think so... that's what we're gonna, like, go into in the future now, though, because... Yeah. Just, we have so many different attack buff options now. It's kind of saturated to the point where future characters are competing already with things like Bennett, 4NO, 
T-O-M, uh, T-D-D-S. And you're gonna see like different team archetypes instead of like the attack buffer team, you're gonna have like possibly an HP buffer team in the future. I mean, we, we see it a little bit through her cons. We see the Yellen C4, but I'm, I'm sure in the future we might see that on like a base character. I have, I have two thoughts on this. Uh, first, I think this like trend that, that you mentioned that we're going to be going towards, I think that's, that's an, that's a when, not an if. I think it's definitely going to happen. And I'm not going to make a judgment about whether that's good or bad or anything. What for I'm just making the prediction that that's, that's the way it's going to go. And also like my second thought was this is very part of the part for the course for gacha games where it's like, yeah, you're eventually as the gacha game gets older, all the characters become hyper, hyper specialized. And that's what gets you into wanting to collect them all. So I think we're, we're getting out of like in FGO, for example, we had this thing called like the Berserker meta where you just stacked a bunch of attack stuff and you just, um, well, we were in the Bennett meta for, wait, <laughs> hold on. The only FGO <laughs> meta <laughs> I know is two double waiver, every single thing. Double waiver, double waiver was literally the beginning of FGO. It was still, Dude, it's still the meta in FGO after five years. No, it's not. Dude, it's the not. meta is like double, double, uh, double Merlin, Tamamovich, Tamamovich, or uh, double Castoria. Either way, I don't. <laughs> is this what a casual player think, feels like when we're talking? About I think it's. <laughs> I think it's very easy to say for now. I don't think it's very good for a lot of people. Um, you, it forces you to make very specific investment choices, and for people that aren't informed about a character, you start to limit like people's options very much, right? So, like, even like for Ito, um, he doesn't really gain much from any other pairing besides Albedo, who doesn't give him anything but damage and energy, and Goro, who's the only character who can effectively buff him. Um, for HP percent scalings, we have kind of sort of the units right we have yalan and hu tao who kind of sort of scale with hp um so a max hp buffer would kind of be sort of useful um and then we have characters like yai who scare horribly with em um and animo as a element itself just scales well with em so uh, i mean we're already like on the precipice of it but it will just it'll just take quite a while to get anywhere i don't know meaningful for a lot of these stats mm -hmm. yeah i think those stats are kind of lacking like those core units and core like support artifacts i would say like how we have like no and like millith and even like something like tds which just gives you massive attack buff you can pass on we don't really have that for other the other stats yet i give it one year one i year. give it one year completely oh, i'm sure it'll happen yeah. No, eventually occur. I mean, it's just how gacha games keep on making money, as you said. But it's not short term, it works. in the short term, one nice benefit of this is that those HP artifacts finally have a use. All my ESF artifacts. Yeah. Just save. <laughs> just save all your artifacts with usable substats. Something I want to call, by the way, I know there's common misconception that is HP is technically not easier to farm than attack. Um, it is more resin efficient because you can farm for both HP and attack at the same time. So that make it more artifact uh, in general are more usable. So like let's say you get 10 artifact and two of them is attack. So you have two out of 10 artifact that is usable. But now like because you have 
you can also use HP. And so you get two attack, two HP, and you have a four artifact that is usable. But yeah, I think that's just more for like the ESF domain. Yeah, it's more for ESF domain. But Yilan, if you don't use, just use ESF on Yilan. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but so that's a particular case where uh, a character scaling of different stat could be more beneficial is because if you're already farming for that domain anyway, it's a little bit more efficient because you don't have to farm for other things. But the common misconception is that HP is easier to farm than attack, which is uh, not true at all because they actually same have the same probability. The reason why it feels that way and looked that way is because you it feels bad whenever you hit HP. So it's like there's like a dramatic bias against HP work because you don't you're not never actively seeking for it, and so you always have this like grass is green on the other side effect. It's like oh my god, HP is so easy to get. Uh, because you're not looking for it. Uh, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when you play MMORPG like Lost Ark, and you play a certain class, and you only ever see other class accessories, and you'd be like, "Wow, that class accessories is so much easier to farm." I wish I was playing that class, but that's only in reality because you're like you're not actively uh, looking for those, but you're actively seeking for your own uh, accessories, and that's why. It's like a okay. I have a counter take though. HP is easier to farm than attack, not because of the drop rates. But because you actually want to use HP more on HP scaling characters than attack on attack scaling characters. And the reason for that is because HP buffs don't exist in the game. I mean, they, well, they exist, but they're few and far between compared to attack buffs. Which means that because the more of a stat you have, the less of it you want. If you already have attack buffs that you can get really easily, then you don't really want attack as a stat that much. But you don't really get HP buffs, which means that HP as a main stat becomes more valuable. So that's why on Yellen, you can just run an HP circlet instead of a crit circlet. Um, and it's not going to be that much worse. It's like, yeah, what, it's a couple percentage like, points? It's like one or two percent behind. Exactly. Like subs yeah, so it, it's not actually easier to farm, but it's easier to use HP. It's easier to utilize because yeah, there's, a, there's less HP uh, buffer. Yeah. At the current yeah, moment, at least. Are I mean, like, that's not what people just, mean uh... when they say. Yeah, that's not what people mean, though. But you know, like it is. There, yeah. There's a certain difference. Like again, like the difference I mentioned was uh, is make yeah. your resin a little bit more efficient. Uh, assuming you're farming out yourself. Uh, so there's benefit of it scaling up HP instead of attack. Uh, but the most common take that is attack is easier to farm is uh not necessarily true. Is what I'm trying to across. Yeah, it, it, it's not easier to farm. It's easier to utilize. Yeah. I, I think. Part I think part of the bias is also due to there being a lot less competition for HP percent timepieces. Because, like, Definitely. for example, if you're farming uh, Severed Fate, every like so many characters want ER percent or attack percent. So, like, you have to get like a bunch of them for your account. But for like HP percent, you only need to get like one or two or three. Definitely, especially if you're someone who like likes to have a lot of sets or have like one specific um, like set per character. It can definitely feel much me. easier, yeah. So, it, I don't know. It definitely can feel that way. Um, but as Tedin said, the drop rates, like we have them data mined, that are the same. We open the game. We open the game. Yes. Wait, are they? The same? I actually do not remember anymore. It's been so long since I looked at artifact uh, probability They're the same percent, yeah. Okay. I know that. I know that off my head, actually. Whenever we go, okay. they better make a dude. I swear, if they have a trivia at Anime Expo, it's never gonna be about ICD and stuff. So we're never gonna win. It's not. None of us here know lore, right? No, but we can do. Uh... No, I know. Lore. Wait, 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 hold on! Don't, don't spoil it. Whoa, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't say that. 
Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa. But yeah, if if there if there were to be trivia at Anime Expo, we have a good enough team, okay? If there were. We'll say that. Um kind of off topic, but a lot of us gonna be going to Anime Expo. It's gonna be really, really fun. That's happening in two weeks. Uh literally every single one of us here. I am so excited. <laughs> Well, I'm, when I mean a lot of us, I mean not Sajam, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, um, Unfortunately, like, if anyone's ever curious why Sajam is not in these podcasts, it's because he sleep at, like, Omega Degenerate. He sleep at the opposite hour of, like, us, so he doesn't appear, unfortunately. It is quite unfortunate. Yeah, I would love it for Sajam to be here, or at Anime Expo. They should, mm-hmm. Sajam should just become a Genshin content creator. So he can get sponsored. I'm surprised that he's not. Cause we do we don't do the Genshin official content creator stuff, so we talk about leagues. But honestly, real talk, I've been thinking about becoming a content creator for Genshin Impact. Cause you do get like, a good amount of benefit. And unfortunately you can't talk about leagues though, so I don't know how that's gonna go. What are the are you able to talk about the benefits? Uh you get like worthless people gym every month. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it's no, but it's it when it it the benefit is like not there until it is there. So for example, like KFC Wings was a pretty big deal, right? Uh, and then they're sponsoring pretty much every single content creator in the content creator program to go to Anime Expo. So they pay for yep. your flight and your hotel and stuff. It's not a huge yeah. deal for me because I live in Los Angeles, but that would enable someone like Sajaf to come, for example. So. That's nice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it really is, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty off topic. Yeah. I was just, yeah. just to say, like, Mihoyo is one of the richest company right now on the market, and they completely dominated Anime NYC, and I guarantee you they're going to dominate Anime Expo. They really are. I mean, their booth size, if you yeah, look at it, 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 it when, we went to North, when we went to NYC, like, Genshin Impact was so insane. And they took mm-hmm. up the entire floor. It's going to be, like, even bigger Anime Expos, and it's the biggest uh, convention in America. In in the world behind um, con- uh, whatever that convention is called in Japan, I forgot. But yeah, it's gigantic. Anyway, yeah, off topic. Anyway, back to Yelon. I like tangents. Okay, anyway, what? yeah, we were talking about <laughs> artifact substats. I did look it up. Yeah, attack and HP are equal. So yeah, and you get a feather and a flower, so there isn't even an argument of one being statics. For mm-hmm. for defense, it would be different because like you don't get the bonus from better and flower, but attack and HP are like literally like, I would say the same to farm. Mm-hmm. Are any of you guys like hoarding your defense, ESF pieces? Just yes, because I'm hoping no. I'm hoping that they're good. <laughs> coping, truly hazel scale of I'm, defense. I'm I'm coping for for the defense scaling. Why would you use ESF on hazel? No, wait, we don't know what he does. We don't know what he does. What if he used defense? We know he's animo. We know he's animo. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we do. Do we not? Defense scaling. I don't know. What if? Have you guys thought about? Because I was thinking, like, I've been trying to play um, double Yelin, or not double, double Hydro of Xiao, because he's an on-field animal unit. And have you guys thought about double Hydro with uh, Hazel? That'd be kind of fun to play, probably. Um, yeah, I've thought about it. I I can't really say too much about it, but <laughs> there has definitely <laughs> been thoughts animal, done right? about it. <laughs> you could do, like, Kazuha Venti with a similar team. Uh, but in general, like, I think double Hydro is never really gonna be bad. It's kind of like Benish Shangli. It's honestly just a Benish Shangli situation. To be honest, like, after our short 
segment of this podcast. I'm thinking like if um I should rate it an even higher. I think she, Yeah, she's really good. I think she is like well, I don't know about really like really really good but i would think she's a character that if you pull no matter what you will not regret having it okay all right i'm gonna come for you for a second so if you if you is not very good but no she is very good but like is she like i don't know if like she's like you have to have her or okay in your account or you're, you're doomed for sure but not, if right? yelan is the uh analogous equivalent to shangling and hydro how could yelan not be like insane she's not free showing is bad that's true <laughs> yeah, my, my free. argument to her not being must have is the fact that jing cho exists <laughs> yeah i guess yeah. but nevertheless like even if jing Cho exists you just play double hydro and i think like you never really regret it it's just yeah too good so it just melts hp gauges and it's the most satisfying thing so that's that's where my sentence and i think I don't know if I can say the same about Aika and Ganyu. I guess I could, but they're not... I don't think they're as, like, um, on the same level as Yelin, where it's like... I think there might be an argument where you regret pulling for, like, Ayaka. But I don't think there exists for one for, for Yelin. So they, they make her a little higher on that. I'm thinking about it right now. It's like absolute worst case scenario. You get a C05 star that's like C16 Cho almost. Yeah, so that makes a really solid row. That's the floor. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I made a tier list a couple days back. Yellen's higher than Ayaka on that. Yellen's higher than Ganyu. Yellen's higher than every five star unit except for Raiden, who she's right next to. So, oh, I actually would probably put her above Raiden. Like teams you can throw her on. I mean, that's the same kind of reason why we value Raiden so much. Exactly. She just goes everywhere. You just put double hydro together, like an Anmo VV shredder, and any driver, it works. Yeah, because like Yelan functions as solo hydro, maybe doesn't excel as solo hydro, but she functions in most teams you just slap her into. But then when you put her in a team that like is specifically good for her, then she's like completely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Cosmo. Someone mentioned, but yes. Uh. Cause Cause also lover, but, about but, her, yeah. But she's still like very high up there. And typically, like honestly, when you talk about like characters at that level of strength, it's not really about like there is like strict rankings between them. The difference is kind of minute. I think like at the very tip top, yes, Bennett and Ben is just like a tier above everyone, just like indisputably. But I think like Raiden, Yellen. Kazu, well, maybe not Kazu. I could see an argument for Kazu being like definitely better than them, but up there, they're all very, very strong, and it's not like you really need to care too much about which one you roll because they're all going to improve your account pretty dramatically. Any character that just makes the game easier is worth a recommendation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sinyan makes the game easier for me. She's but, my yeah, she, she trashes Eula. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're gonna come. They're coming. Yula is bad. Well, Yula's great. She's just second only to Shinyan. Oh, I see. Whoa. Understandable. Have coming. a nice day. No, they're coming. Who's they, Tencent? <laughs> Who's they? Bro, I don't wanna talk about it. That, that, <laughs> that, that code is through, man. What is that? What is art? Art has been like me. Yeah, Art's audio got uh, 
bonked or something. It's oh. weird. He's fixing no, I'm it. I'm here. Oh, I thought you were. I'm here. It's earlier, just... I saw. No, it's because my va my so I, my computer like updated like by itself the other day and it uh just destroyed all of my audio drivers and I had to like mm -hmm. fix everything and it I didn't fix the which audio routes were mm -hmm. getting saved in the VOD. And uh, someone pointed it out just now, and now my computer just won't play Genshin properly. Like, I literally am just lagging. Like... Oh, that's unfortunate. You can always just, like, buy a new computer and just start it from scratch. Exactly. I don't have any money for that. This gets sponsored. Get some. <laughs> Grow your money tree. What are you stream, doing? Just stream more on KQM, yeah. Yeah, that makes you so I much think money. that's more or less it for Yolanda. I think we said enough that is mainly, like, she's a really, really good characters. But she's not a Sing Shu's replacement, but rather a Sing Shu's complement. The book she, Yeah, I think I think comparing her to Sing Cho in any form as a replacement is just fundamentally the wrong way to look at her. No, I think she can do it in like Sucrose Taser. She can do it, which is good, as in like you can do it, but it's not the real drink of her. Uh, yeah, it's her not really super relevant I mean, to her character evaluation. I mean, like, when you evaluate a character, right, if we were, if this was Ito, we wouldn't really ever, like, be saying, like, oh, he just kind of, you know... Five-star Noel. Noel or whatever. The answer is, like, Yolan is probably a little bit more complex and is probably a little bit more flexible than a lot of people are giving her credit for. Um, like, as much as we want to push back on the idea that she's, like, a Shin that she's not a Shinjo replacement. Like, the idea is still kind of seated there, right? Like, she does have the capacity to play in the same role as him. She does have the capacity to do the same damage as him, right? You, there's like so many things that you have to consider, but like, I, I feel like trying to divorce yourself from this like idea so heavily, it does you a disservice because I think it's still very much a fundamental part of like how you want to evaluate her. Um, like from a meta perspective, like you you have to you're almost obligated to because people have Xing Chou, right? Or people might not have Xing Chou. Is Yilan worth your pools, right? These are the considerations that you have to take into that you have to take into account. Hmm. I yeah. think that yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think that the thing is. You can view her as a Singtail replacement to some degree, but again, it's account dependent. For some accounts, you will have to consider her as a Singtail replacement and other accounts you won't. So specifically, I'm thinking about, like, let's say you have no five-star Hydro units um, and you only have one instance where you would actually use like a sub Hydro sub DPS. And in that case, your choices are Xingqiu versus Yell, and, and you don't have space for both. I don't know. Very, very, like, specific situation that I'm making up. And I'm not meaning to say, like, there's only, like, this one situation where you consider the two to be replacements for each other. But they, I think they do exist. Um, and you do have to consider the fact that maybe not everyone has the capability or has the want to play Double Hydro. And in those cases, yeah, you can see them as pseudo replacements for each other. You can consider how they stack up against each other. But um, there are other people who, like, they don't have that kind of account where it's 
necessarily just one or the other. You can run both together or whatever. Um, I'm not really coming up with very good examples here, but I, again, I just mean, think it's account dependent. I, and, I already mentioned yeah. it. You don't have to go very, you don't have to think mm. very hard. Just a taser composition where the rotation is much more like less strict, right? You can play Yalan in like a standard like ventificial composition, right? You, it doesn't have to be optimal. Not everything, not everything is you know played by the book, like by the sheet, by the same rotation. I think there is a lot of value in like comparing them, and inside that comparison, you know, like where they diverge. It's not like implicitly comparing something to another unit because they occupy like a very similar niche is not necessarily bad right if i frame it in such a way like or in a way that's like oh yeah yalan is just ching Zhou, but like let's support more damage sure that might kind of encompass the general ideas and obviously it over like washes away like a lot of the nuance but like that kind of summarizes it up very much so um would like w the reason why it's so difficult is because the gap between C6 Xingqiu and C0 Yulan is probably not as wide as like people would want it to be to say like oh yeah she just smashes the fucking door on him right it's not like fair. the chasm it's not a chasm like it is between like Yula and Razor or Hu Tao and Delu right um when we have units that occupy the same niche or similar niches and then they're very similar in performance like Kazu and Sucrose or Ganyu and Ayaka or um, in this case Yalan Shinchou, like obviously there's more nuance and I think a really big part of like making responsible content is like making sure that you get these points across. Right. What I think like not really a counter example but more of like an explanation of the point that I'm trying to make is Let's consider that you have that same Taser team. Um, some people, let's say you want to play one Hydro in that Taser team. And in that case, then the comparison between what does Yellen do here versus what does Xingqiu do here is very relevant. But let's say like now you have a player and they just want to run double Hydro on their Taser team. In that case, they don't really care about the comparison between Xingqiu and Yellen because they're just going to be using both. So I think, again, it's just really dependent on what kind of teams you want to run or what kind of teams you think are most optimal for you to run. Uh, yeah, that but, makes the determination. Mean, it's it's still our job to like make sure that all of yeah, I mean, are like very much considered. People yeah, don't know. There are situations where you like, won't want to consider. Period. People just don't really know how to play the game very optimally, or build teams that somewhat make sense, or construct rotations that make sense. It's very hard. Um, and in our case, like in this case specifically, it's very important to make sure that people kind of get like the low level understanding, and if people want to have like a higher level understanding like get what we think is important yeah i mean enough said already so yeah just... i agree i was i was a little hasty but i agree with you all right i, mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> cool. yeah i mean like if you want the short and sweet of it like in my opinion she's very simple in the fact that if you know how to use a shingcho you could probably pull off yulan um, her energy requirement can seem a little harsh, but if you inspect it a little closer, it's very similar to Xing Zhou. She offers more damage, less utility, um, and she's very account dependent on whether or not you'll milk a lot of value out of it. If you already have other 5-star Hydro units and you don't need another Xing Zhou, or you don't want to try 
uh, double hide her, then yeah, she's not worth that much. Yep. But I'm, a, I'm a little concerned people are gonna watch this podcast and immediately go Raylon. I go for over Raylon. Like, um, we'll do that. Think about if you really need her first. I will say it's yeah, been a long time. Not. Yeah, it's definitely been a long time since every, I think we said a character is really good, but you should always think about like if you really need to roll for her or if you have better spend for your primo gem. Like, Kaza Rira. <laughs> There isn't I mean, any character that you really need to roll for, so... It's, I mean, it's important to mention, like, Shut up. because this concept, like, this concept I brought up, like, months ago, like, there's so many units that do, like, so many similar things now, and they're very, very, very close to each other in time, types of output they're getting, so, like, having two of the same unit isn't the worst thing, but... Just because a unit doesn't have a lot of value for your account doesn't mean that they're bad, right? Like I said earlier, Yulan is not bad. No, she's quick good. Alright. No, I think enough needs to be said. I think we pretty much said everything we need to do about Yulan. Think so, yeah. yeah we had our, our hot takes. Is the horse dead? No. We need to keep on beating it. Alright. Um, Wait, what is okay. that though? Aritaki Ito. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Ito. What do you want to say? Alright, I will start. One of these nets. <laughs> okay, Art. Ito is a um, character that is very expensive, and to be honest, not. Uh, he's quite average, even though he's very expensive. Uh, I think you need to have Goron Albedo to roll it, which is uh, to play him, which is my holiday. You need to have Goro and Albedo. Goro, I would semi-agree with. I, I don't know. It, it's like, you can technically play him without Goro and Albedo. I just think it's kind of painful. Well, if you, uh, like, that's like saying you can play without without seeing shields, right? Yeah. Ex I, well, without Goro, I think it's kind of like it. Without Albedo, I think is a bit different. Because Albedo, close. you don't necessarily need to. You can do, um, you can do other comps. It's just... Uh, I don't know. I, I think a lot of Ito's value is dependent on, like, his, uh, how should I put this? Like, how orthogonal he is to other units on your team. Orthogonal? Can you I mean, this is, this is language that Art used. <laughs> Art, Art was the one who said this, um, but it's like, if you have, uh, if running Ito on your team and running Mono Geo, because it doesn't really take Bene, it doesn't take Cintio, if running Ito allows you to make your other team better, then that is added value that you get. If running Ito doesn't do anything for your other team, then that's less value. So again, his value is account dependent, as it is with everything. But I think that's just an additional thing that needs to be considered besides absolute strength for Ito. And as for absolute strength, Ito's fine, I think. Like he he does pretty good damage. He doesn't require top tier supports. His damage isn't like god tier. It's no like Hu Tao VV bait, but it's pretty easy. It's simple to do. Um, he has that like ascension passive that allows you to just, or is it ascension passive or something else? But he has that passive that allows you to just like dash in between and not get interrupted, which is really, really nice. Um, that's something Yoimiya wish she had. That's and, a, that's, I don't think that's an ascension passive. That's just part of his base kit. Yeah, I think that's part of his base kit. Um, but he has that thing. Uh, and it's really nice that he has it because it means that you can like, it, it, mistakes on Ito are less punishing, or combo mistakes specifically. So, he's easy to play, he does okay damage. 
solid. I don't know. When I when I play Ito and like I had a really hard time getting Goro at first. So for a while I wasn't running Goro with Ito and I was still clearing 36ing Abyss fine with him, but I was using like Zhongli and Ningwang and Bennett. Um but like it's definitely not as comfortable. It's ne- it's definitely not as comfortable. But I guess Especially like the main rotations, they they require a lot of micromanagement. Mm-hmm. Just that cooldown she has on it. Bennett abuser for PW. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I guess my experience from, like, because I TC'd Ito in, uh, WFP, and I wrote the guide on him there, um, from my experience playing Ito and writing on him, like, it seems like his team compositions are really strict, but if you have them, he just works. Like, he's, he's not amazing, but he's stable, and he'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> you know who that reminds me of? Who? Yula. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah. those are, yeah, they're coming in now. Honestly, you know, like, you know? I mean, these three, I mean, I've seen video, I saw a video the other day, or someone sent me a thumbnail of their, these three are called, like, the Meta, meta Breaker. <laughs> oh, I saw that video um, with Shao Yu and Ito. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I, I mean, I think I would guess the idea is that Dumb. these three are, like, on islands in terms of, like, the units that they really want to use. Um, excluding Eula, I think. But the idea is like they have fairly strict energy costs and they have fairly strict synergies. Um, they don't work very well with many units uh, yet or still. So um, it takes a little bit more investment to kind of push them further. Um, and not a lot of this investment translates like very well into other areas of the game. Um, Yula really likes uh, cryo units like Rosaria and Kaya, which is kind of nice for her. Um, but, you know, having to get an Albedo and having to get a Goro to play Ito efficiently doesn't feel particularly good. But he's certainly a unit that can play perfectly fine without them. Yeah, the nicest thing about. Ito's mono geo team is that it's you can always run it without like worrying about a unit, but that you can also think about the downside because the Ito can only be run with like mono geo team, and so he will always be like a what Argentina like to call a orthogonal team that is available. I'm not a huge fan of only being able to play mono geo team because it kind of sucks whenever you need element and it's really hard to draft a fourth character that can like break shoe on its own but you know yeah. but you know what i'm not a huge fan of geo of geo not being able to react with dandro just mean that there's no potential of geo getting better in the futures sus i mean dandro is in the game there's dandro sign we know that okay fine <laughs> but oh, oh wow. uh, my, my problem is like yeah mono geo is quite as in, it, it's good that it didn't take any of your support, but I don't actually know, like, how much would I value that when, A, like, I could just run something that's not Mono Geo, assuming I have other characters. The thing is, like, when you're pulling for Itos, like, if you don't, if you want a team that doesn't use Bennett, there's a lot of choice. There's, like, Ayato, there is Hu Tao, there is uh, Ayaka. So, equivalently, instead of pulling Ito that doesn't use Bennett, you could just pull any of those, and you have the same situation. In fact, I don't think Free Steam like pretty much doesn't. Free Steam is pretty orthogonal too, no? 
Uh, generally, we have a lot of orthogonal teams now. Like, yeah, we have substitutes now. I mean, yeah, it, it made more sense back in the day when it was like, okay, you have Hu Tao, Xing Chou, and then you have Chao Shangling, and then you have Gan Yuventi. You have cores that don't need units from other teams, but nowadays um, the concept is kind of there still. But I think more importantly is like. Does the investment on like the units that you want on these characters like really translate anywhere else? Does Goro's investment really translate anywhere else? Yeah. Um, not right now. Not right now. Uh, so not I, you don't know I, I agree. The way I see like Eula, Xiao, and Ito is that like they're specifically good if you are a loyalist to them. Yeah, you have to fully commit. And if they're very excited, you commit to them, but like for the I mean, average they're both, person, they're both the same like hyper carry archetype. You have to invest heavily into them, and there's not much you do from improving their support. So it's it's kind of a diminishing returns support. When, once you yeah, once you reach like 200 CV on a character, it's much harder to reach 210 than it was like to go from 190 to 200. Alpha, you mean we're waiting for shout support? What do you mean? Where is our Xiao? But not just N1, that. It's the fact that N one cancels. N one cancels. It's the fact that like grow. You can't really increase how much he's buffing Ito's damage. He always get. You can level hit. You can level him up, but then his artifacts for the most part don't matter. I'll be honest. The way I currently see Ito is like he is um okay characters. I don't think he's particularly strong, but he can be up there. However, the condition is you have to fully commit to playing Ito as in uh, it's going to be very expensive. Like you have to farm a lot of uh, artifact for Ito, but also to pull potentially for Albedo uh, and Goro is like pretty much like you need them. It just make him a lot more expensive to get the same performance, which to be honest, make me hard to recommend for anyone who is not looking for a Geo main DPS. Uh, if you do if you are particularly interested in playing Ito, or are you interested in Geo main DPS, and you're okay with doing that commitment, then I think it's okay. But otherwise, like I would not do it. Yeah, and I think it's all those caveats that people should be saying more, but aren't. Well, the reason why we don't say them more is because we're afraid that <laughs> we get ass mad, that people will get ass mad. I mean, the, I say all, all of the criticisms and considerations, like, they perform fine. They're kind of like, they're fine. They, they do well. They're solid. You will they be will, able to clear this reward you. Yeah, they'll yeah reward that's really what matters. To, like, I think most people just care clear. about being able to clear. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, like, there's definitely something to be said, though, that Xiao and Ito and Yua, they kind of are similar, but they're also very different. Um, in that Yua is bad, they're not. I'm gonna need you um, to a little whoa. more clearly because, yeah, wow, they're the same, but not. No, 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 no. So they, <laughs> okay, okay, that's what, what I was doing. That's this what is, I was doing. This is actually the second time you've said that, by the way. In the okay, podcast. shut up, Mark. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. Um, they occupy similar ways that they can be run Bennetless, and that they are kind of a hyper carry archetype. I wouldn't really call Ito Albedo a hyper carry because Albedo does a pretty significant portion of team damage in that team. Um, but they occupy a archetype that doesn't require Cinto, that doesn't require Bennett, 
you basically just build them according to like a set formula um and that formula varies in how strong it is like for ito you really just want to run ito goro albedo flex but for xiao you can run xiao then you can run national xiao you can run whatever you and run double hydro you can, yeah you are you you kind of have strict requirements that you need in order to fulfill i.e battery plus uh potentially probably want some kind of superconduct not necessary but it's pretty nice to have um and they're similar in that sense that they occupy similar ways in the in the way in the way that they structure your other characters around them um but they are different in that yua is bad and xiao and ito are not <laughs> they're they're coming what the heck um that's all i have to say okay that is so savage <laughs> i honestly i think between the three i think two of them are kind of not very good and one of them is kind of average and i'll not say which one is which i know which ones you're talking about. <laughs> no i it's i think it's like yeah but you know <laughs> yeah, i actually kind of like double hydro with um with Yulim. chow oh with no, you with you yeah Hmm. You don't run an electro or anything, but um, it, I don't know. I quite like it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's it's is pretty nice. Yolan's A four is <laughs> yeah. Yolan A four actually works surprisingly well because uh, it improved backload the damage because you can just ramp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it lines up nicely with her bird actually. Okay, then... I should actually I should actually explain what I mean by Yua is bad though. It's not like just Yua is like baselessly bad. Um, the reason why Yua is bad, I think, is because she punishes mistakes much more heavily than Ito and Xiao do, and uh, she doesn't have the kind of, like, uh, I guess the kind of niches that they kind of have. Because Yua, yeah, you have AoE and all that, but I think Xiao just has better AoE, Ito has better Unga Bunga, and Yua, you neither have fantastic AoE, neither do you have Unga Bunga, because have fun messing up on Eula. Have fun just like. Does Envy even play Eula anymore? Missing your burst or something? Has huh? Has Envy ever whipped out all her? Has Eula ever since he got like Raiden and Ayaka? No idea. Does anyone know? I don't really know that much about Genshin streamers, unfortunately. Like, is she permanently benched on? Envy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's just not good to play. She she's definitely a character that sheets like she looks better on spreadsheets because you don't have to account for making mistakes on her than you do in real like in practice her sheet damage is not even particularly high by the way it's really not i would yeah. like to say that i have no part of this <laughs> yeah if anyone if, if fbi you listening know that i have no obligation of any of them i don't know any of these who all, all, of this, all of this you slander is me and i am perfectly willing to take that because i tweeted <laughs> out you is bad on twitter a couple days back and i got like 170 likes i don't know it's like 300 now isn't it i have no idea it caught fire people, anyway people don't like you anyway <laughs> uh Oh, um, I kind of want to talk about Albedo, by the way, since we're on the topic mm -hmm. of Ito, and I think uh, Albedo is a core component to, wow, playing Ito. Um, <laughs> I think Albedo is actually also not super amazing as a role. He's quite flexible, but his value has been trending down. Um, there's 
things that you guys should know about. Uh, one of those is that Cinnabar Spindle is no longer obtainable and Behovia was never going to give us Cinnabar Spindle. So even though Albedo could have high value on other people's account, you might not be able to achieve the same thing because, well, you have no Cinnabar Spindle. But also, Albedo got kicked out of Double Geo on Hutao team because you used to use Double Hydro in it now. Yeah, you can use Double Hydro or you can use That's starting to become like his problem in most teams where he was just kind of the fill in the fourth spot if you don't have anything that really fits too well in now as we're slowly getting more and more characters that fill in all the niches um just having like that off field damage without any real utility or other like reactions attached to him it's like the value of it is it's yeah, i just got on stream <laughs> what? i got an onset anemo damage goblet on vv with crit damage and attack <laughs> Interesting. No, I need to get crit rate on this. Please, pray. Roll it. Gotta roll it. Please. I'll roll this it is... after. Okay, okay, fine. No artifact rolling during the podcast. Um, Hazel. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Hazel, I can't talk about because that's leaks. But, ah, I don't really know what to say, honestly. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Albedo, right? So I think Albedo mm -hmm. value has... Albedo has always been a character that's kind of just there. And so whenever you get a better character than Albedo, you would just immediately kick Albedo out. And he kind of worked everywhere, but he's just never really... He has never really been the best option. And so as you progress more and more, or as we get more and more characters that could potentially fill the slot, Albedo's just gonna trend down more and more. I think the only real use case of Albedo is Lock to Ito slash Noel or double deal with Shao, but Shao sucks, so. Albedo just feels th like the most whelming Genshin character. Like, not overwhelming, that's not a very, That's a good word for him, yeah. He is very <laughs> whelming. He's there, he's functional, he does his job, but it's it's not exciting, it's not it's not the best. Wait, you guys don't think Albedo is the most exciting character ever? Where you just click E? I think that the most exciting character e. ever is Razor. Razor is the most exciting character, and you cannot. Yai is oh, true. <laughs> so boring. Right here, <laughs> right now. Dude, the, amount, the amount of people who Mo came to okay, me. Most boring character. <laughs> it's definitely. Um... It's Goro. We no, talked about this in TC general. We actually had a big old argument about it. <laughs> I think it's Zhang Lang, honestly. Whoa! <laughs> in terms of, yeah, in terms of. You're going to pretend What the? <laughs> I think it's. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Um. I am really sick of Ben and Zhang Lang, though. It is really boring. I'm trying to think. I. I'm it's gold. probably going to have to say Venti. What the? I yes. also okay, I agree with these, you there. That these was, that haters. Okay, hey, yeah, Venti's yeah. pretty boring. It's just mm -hmm. his binary nature. He either sucks or he doesn't. I guess he either sucks or he sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. He sucks or there. he sucks. Yeah, true. But him or Jolly. Jolly is really boring. If you you just hold E every twenty seconds Have when the rotation allows you to. Goro? No, my Goro is still level one. Like EQ. Then then don't say anything. <laughs> You're all wrong. You're literally just wrong. <laughs> okay, Art. Okay. I'll allow it. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's mostly it. I think nowadays, like, I don't really think Albedo is too amazing of a role. He's like, okay, but I wouldn't roll for Albedo. And the problem is, like, it's so expensive to invest into your Ito team because you kind of want both Ito and Albedo. So it's so, so expensive. Which also means, like, you're, you're double farming for four-piece uh, husk sets, and that sucks. And you also, you're not just, like, because we've been talking about how, like, if you pull for Ito, you have to commit, but you also have to commit into Albedo as well, so just, like, it is very, yeah. it's a lot. You will, if you end up pulling for Ito, there's a very high chance that you will always be playing Ito on one side of the Abyss, uh, and when that doesn't work, you are, you might be screwed. Because you are depending on your account, but I would imagine like for some people who fully committed to Ito, they might not have a way out uh, around getting around like Ito doesn't work. I mean, it's just depending on how long you've been playing the game. It's okay, Danger will save you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ignore what you just said. Ito um... teams. Man, Ito teams are like, if I'm playing Spiral Abyss and like for some reason I'm just like not getting the mechanics or something, I'm just like, Okay, fine, I'll pull out the, the Ito banner. team because it's just like so brain dead and you don't have to worry about elemental reactions or whatever. But other than that, it's just like, it seems like a third team that you'd have. You would never build Ito for like your first or second team on your account. Yeah, it'd be easy to just more, build Morgana and International. Oh, the Abyss reset it. <laughs> yeah, I just did. Um, I just played it, actually. But yeah. Finished it. Um, something that's kind of susky is that Dandro currently is in the game, for a lot of people doesn't know, uh, there's Dandro Slime. And so we can actually test out Dandro Reaction in the game right now. For example, did you know that Burning Reaction applied 2 units of Pyro every single 0.25 seconds? And how do we know that? It's because the reaction is actually already in the game. Um, so something we do notice is that Dandro might be coming out in the 3.0 patch because we'll be heading to Sumeru, which is the Dandro region. So it's not unlikely that we'll be getting Dandro as a reaction in Genshin Impact as well as Dandro characters. And the concern here is that Danjo react with like a lot of different element in the game, which means their power level might rises. Uh, but unfortunately, it doesn't react with Geo. So the the gap, I'm concerned the gap is gonna keep growing between Geo and other element because there's no way that Geo power level rises where every other element could see a power increase. And so I'm very concerned for Geo right now. I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah, Geo's just bad. <laughs> Geo is <Wow>. so bad. <laughs> it's so one-dimensional, because, like, literally, all, pretty much all they have to go off of is just, like, big numbers. You, you just have to have big multipliers to carry you. Honestly, physical is better than Geo, because you can use these. They just need to make one change to make Geo just not absolutely horrible, man. Just make Archaic Petra last 20 seconds. That's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would prefer it if it also worked off-field, but that might be asking for a bit much. Yeah, if it worked off-field, that'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah, I think it should work off-field, but... Petra... Need something. Or they need, like, a support... Art. Geo element, there need to be a support artifact set that, like, say, like, when you crystallize, you do infinite damage or something. No, what they need to do is they just need to... For Archaic Petra, um... Because right now how it works is you need to do two things for VV and you need to do three things for Archaic Petra. For Archaic Petra, you get the right element on, then you crystallize, then you pick up the crystallized shard. VV, you just put the right has, element on and it's swirl. That's it. Yeah, it also, also has the limitations that it's only one element compared to VV. Exactly. Like, also, a Nemo character mm -hmm. is 10 times better than Geo characters. Mm -hmm. That is also fair. 
Also, a Nemo reaction is ten times better too. So. That is also true. Forty <laughs> percent resistance shred for free. Honestly, I'm very. The more I think about dangers, I'm like excited I'm about it. So we're gonna do some very very fun stuff. We can do some sussy TC later. Mm, after the broadcast, right? Talk about stringless visual. Stringless visual, real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I don't know. There was something I wanted to mention, but I forgot what it is. So, was it DN? Oh yeah. So um, anyway, I think we said a lot about Ito. Uh, again, I think he's average that's okay, but you have to fully commit to him, which makes him very expensive. And so you're spending a lot for just average okay characters, which making think he's in general not really valuable. But I don't know what other think, but that's that's where I'm standing. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's he's alright. If you want to play yep. in, it's not like you're gonna have any issue with him that often. It's yep. not like he's bad, but he, he he's not gonna make your account better if you don't focus on him. I don't I think he's ever good. Like, I don't think there is a single scenario where, say, Ito is so good here. You can say, like, it's oh... A little, it's a little bit like Zhao, where it's sort of, I would say, kind of like a universal DPS. Like, he's effective in most abysses where there's no element check, just because of the way Geo is neutral. Um, but yeah, he's never going to be, like, the best. Well, um, you can say Zhao is good when there's, like, a lot of ungroupable enemy that need to shout AOE, right? But I don't think you can say it's similar thing for Ito. Ito also has pretty I mean, decent his, AOE. Yeah, his AOE is pretty, AOE is pretty decent, decent but it's not like a... Especially the like the two, three enemies that we've been getting lately in Abyss. Ito just has no problems with Oh, them. I love that. Mm-hmm. He oh. just juggles them together. Yes. Like the... The Whopper flowers, he just... Yeah, he takes care of those. It's pretty so basically what we're saying is Ito is better than Xiao. I, I think it's <laughs> I think there's an argument for that. It depends. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I don't disagree. People... I think Ito has a much better support core for his team. Shao's like still waiting <laughs> for support since yeah, 1.3. Shao's still waiting for like that dedicated animal support. Um truly Heizo. <laughs> and anyway, half of Zhao's core team is is Geo, so Yeah. Maybe I mean, we should just like, change Xiao to Geo. <laughs> I mean, you could say that's like maybe like future bonus points to Zhao if he does get a support. But how long are you gonna be? What if for that? they release a new Animo main yeah. DPS to replace Xiao? Oh, you're just waiting for him to get power creep. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not surely will not happen. It's okay, it's okay. six brew. Oh, it's true, true. Man. Okay, so. But that being said, there's one final thing I kind of want to talk about, which is C6 Bennett. Um, for the longest time, C6 Bennett was kind of seen as like a, where's our constellation Tago Mihoyo? But something interesting that a lot of people might not know is both myself and Sajav actually recently c 6 their Bennett. So I currently own a C6 Bennett, and so does Sajav. Uh, so I want to talk about if people should be considering C6 Bennett nowadays, because I honestly think there's no reason not to see Six Bennett unless you really want to play Razor with Bennett, for example. It does fuck up some rotations. I know that like for Raiden Hyper, it can kind of fuck up part of your rotation if you're doing one specific one. Um, 
And it definitely fucks over like you uh cutting Razor. Who are, mean, yeah, what? they're not that great, but what about Pyro? If you play them. Uh, Pyro cutting's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Honestly, you guys know what's good right now? Pyro catching with double hydro. I can't tell how serious you are. I'm I mean it's serious. double hydro, it's it's good just because it's double hydro. Well, yeah, double hydro. So, but there's something a lot of people doesn't know, by the way. Uh, that is C6 Bandit. Uh, I see this confusion a lot, and that is C6 Bandit is actually in two parts. The first part is that uh, Sword, Claymore, or Poem characters get their attack infused with Pyro. But the other part is every character inside the uh, Bandit Elemental Burst get 15% Pyro damage bonus. Uh, so, namely, bow characters actually also get the Pyro damage bonus, uh, including the. So... What I heard is you're a Yoimiya simp. No, what I want to say is <laughs> no. What I want to say is that you get fifteen percent power damage bonus as long as you're standing on Bennett Elemental Burst, no matter what character you're doing, including Yomiya. But the most important one is you can snapshot this bonus onto Xiangling whenever you play National Team. So that's the reason why you will see six Bennett uh, for fifteen percent extra power damage onto your Xiangling, which is really really good. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. No, I see you benefit because of double high. He's literally a Shangling bit the entire time. <laughs> no, I see six in my double. I see six benefit for double hydro because double hydro C six benefit is so giga chat because he can just normal attack to proc a bunch of vaporize. I think okay. Bennett might be one of the strongest DPS right now. He, he has been, but he got stronger because of double. Yeah, hydro. I mean, Bennett with Miswitter um is like such a cracked DPS, or you. Um, Miswitter, just bet like main DPS, bet and Sinxio together, just those two characters can probably just be about like as effective as a lot of other. That's the mid three, right? That's the mid Wait, yes, mid three. That's someone was typing in my chat, calling the mid three. The what? The mid three. What is the mid three? <laughs> oh, I see. Bennett DPS, Bennett mid three. That's <laughs> Uh, I I don't disagree. Like legitimately, I think that you just play Bennett main DPS plus Cinco, and it's better than like most DPSs in the game. I don't I don't condone anything. <laughs> yeah, I I am not a part of this podcast. Please don't send fucking DM to my inbox. Uh, don't DM me death threats again. Oh my god. DM them to me. I'll I'll post them on Twitter. That's what I'll do. But like, yeah. If you if you've never tried Bennett main DPS, try it. It's fun. Leveling Bennett normal attack is so annoying because you never use it. But now I'm using it now. I need to level that thing. Wait, what is my best normal attack? Oh. Bennett is the true six. characters that deserve ten 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 now because you can use every single aspect of his kit, not just elemental burst. Mhm. Mm yeah. I don't know. I don't disagree. That's good. Have fun. Yep. Play main DPS. <laughs> I'll probably okay. make a video talking about Fantasy 6, but I have infinite video to make, Saj. Yeah, because like, can't you run Bennett as like the main DPS alongside uh, Shangling, Yolan, and Sing Chao? Yep, that's what you do. It's so based. It's it is so, so good. good. That's why you see. That's why you see Bennett. You could also run him as main DPS without Xiaoling, um, because Xiaoling is bad, and then you just do official instead. Yeah, Shaolin's pretty bad. Pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. What the? Exactly. Lower than you I'd say. True. <laughs> Fisher is the best electro unit, so... Yeah, you're you're not wrong. 
Fischl is parade based. Fischl is the best electro unit in the game. Agreed. Fight me, Ryan Nishram. Okay. Fine. Alright. Um, I think that's mostly what we have for today. Mm -hmm. I think we're done. Any final words? Open the floor to random questions now. Uh, yeah, yep. we can wrap up the broadcast real quick. Um, I think we're gonna. I don't actually know. Are we planning on doing these podcasts a little more often again? Because I know we did pause them. Yeah, I but... know. I they were paused because I was on vacation. For three well, they were paused because Azo was on vacation, but also Genshin was also on vacation. So there wasn't like huge reason to do these podcasts. I mean, That's you could have done three Ayaka podcasts in a row. I'm sure everyone would have enjoyed that. Yeah, we just analyze Ayaka uh, Ayaka's normal attacks and then her elemental skill and then her <laughs> elemental burst. Ayaka wet feed. Wet sauce, Shut sorry. Up. Not feet, Shut my up. bad, my bad. She doesn't have feet, yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you know what she has? A big forehead. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, hopefully you guys missed us or something like that. Uh, yeah, let I us, think they hate us. Let us know. We are fine. Okay, for, uh, for everyone listening right now, you can find the VOD to the beginning of this. No, you can't because I'm pretty sure someone said 10 times VOD is broken as well. How is it and broken? I only what just the? fixed mine. You're... I don't think they can hear one of the audio streams or something like oh. um they said art yeah, was so muted most of it <laughs> yeah if you want to catch the beginning of the vod you're gonna have to watch it on my youtube channel just, yeah you'll have to watch it on 10 tons youtube channel and i think kqm's second channel is also uploading it oh as well. you can watch it can someone bully csk to give me the thumbnail no match ask her bro <laughs> i'll get it don't worry all right, that's pretty much it. Thanks for okay. so tuning we'll in, everyone. Do, uh, Thanks for tuning in. The answer now. So. Yep. You and a reminder for people who bye, bye. have never been here before, since it's been a while.